We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. There was a pastor there in Arkansas several years ago. I taught in his church on Sunday night and talked about the power of words and how the, the things we say, we began to have great faith in that, see. Now, after the service was over, we was out having coffee, and his wife said, Brother Caps, I understood something tonight that I've never understood. She said, let me tell you, she said, we bought a piece of property over here about four years ago, and said it was in a little ravine, just kind of a mud hole, really, but we was going to let people dump fill dirt and stuff in there and fill it up, you know, and over a year or so, we figured we'd probably get that ravine filled in, and we'd sell it and make some money on it. Well, she said we'd making payments on it. She said, now, we'd got kind of financially strapped. We wanted to sell it, so we put it up for sale. Well, she said we'd been trying to sell it now for two years. And she said, you know, every time we'd go by there, we'd say, well, then nobody ever buy that. Who would buy that mud hole? <laughs> well, we'll never sell this piece of property. She looked across the table at me. She said, you hear me saying it in the name of Jesus, that piece of property will sell. And we're going to go talk to it tomorrow. And we're going to say to it, be sold in Jesus' name. (laughs) They went and talked to it the next day. Now that was on Sunday night. That was on Monday. They talked to it. On Wednesday, a guy called and bought the piece of property. Now see, we're talking about the reason that we confess the word of God. And number three under that would be, it keeps the answer before you. Who wants the problem before them all time? When you're always confessing what is happening, you're keeping the problem before you and not the answer. So if you say what God says, then you've got the answer before you. God's word is the answer to it. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, with prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, he said, whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now that's not just positive thinking. That's not the attitude at all. It's the positive force of God's word, thinking and dwelling on the answer. Have you ever thought about this? You'll never solve a problem by dealing with the problem itself. You've got to get over to the answer before you'll ever get rid of the problem. So then it keeps the answer before you. Now let me show you what people do. And I know they don't do that here in San Jose, but back in Arkansas they do it, you see. (laughs) They go to God and pray the problem. They sleep the problem. They eat the problem. They talk the problem. They wake up in the middle of the night thinking about the problem. They go to God and say, Lord, you know I have this problem. And they pray the problem. Day in and day out. And faith cometh by what? Hearing. What are they hearing? The problem. You know what's happening? They're having great faith in the problem. It develops them highly in their fears. I tell you, if you pray wrong, it can destroy you. Now, what did the word say? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray. When? When you pray, believe. What are you going to believe? Believe you receive them. What them is it talking about? Them things you prayed. (laughs) The things you prayed. In other words, pray the desire, not the problem. Now, faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes by hearing. But 
when you hear yourself pray the problem, what are you hearing? You're hearing the problem. Now the Bible says that Jesus already knows the problem before you approach him with it. So prayer is not to tell God the problem. Prayer is to go to God with the answer. The word of God is the answer and pray the answer. Thank God your word says, whatsoever things I desire when I pray, believe I receive them, therefore I shall have them in the name of Jesus. I thank you that my needs are met according to your riches in glory. Because I've given, it's given unto me good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And I see in your word where you said you sent your word and heal me. Thank God I guess if you heal me, I must be healed. Now what did you hear in that prayer? You heard the word of God. It caused faith to come and it keeps the answer before you. In a few days of praying like that, you'll think, what was the problem? But now you pray the problem a few days and you'll be going around and saying, dear God, there's no answer to this. You know why? Because you got the problem before you. All you see is the problem. But confessing the word of God enlightens the mind and reveals the answer. You can't think straight when you're oppressed. Fear brings oppression. And saying what the devil says brings fear. Now Paul said, so then faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Well now that being true, faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. So if you're quoting the devil, you're going to have faith in the devil. You're going to have faith in failure if you're talking failure. You're going to have faith in the inability to solve your problems if you're always saying, I just never do know what to do. Dear God, I'll never be able to get this straightened out. You'll have great faith in your inability to handle that. But Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Number four, it conditions the heart to receive a miracle or receive the promise. The confession of God's word conditions the heart. It prepares the saw. Now, you know, in Mark, the fourth chapter, the parable of the sower, there were four types of saw. Now, I say there are four types of saw. I'm not so sure about that. I think it's four conditions of the same saw. There's the stony saw. There's the thorny saw. See, the stones were there. And if you don't get the stones out, then you see the stones, they absorb water. Did you know that the ground will do as much to try to make a rock produce as it will a seed? It'll work just as hard on that rock trying to make it produce as it will a seed that you plant in the ground. And that rock will absorb moisture just like the seed will. And it takes up space just like the seed will. But it won't produce anything because there's no life in it. It doesn't have any ability. It's just taking up space. But there's life in the seed. And it'll produce. So there must be a time of getting the heart conditioned to receive the seed of the word of God. And that's why you've got to get the stones out. You've got to get the thorns out because you plant seeds where the thorns are already, it'll spring up and choke them. It'll choke the word of God. And when you confess the word of God, you may not realize it, but it'll get rid of a lot of thorns that you have and a lot of wrong ideas. Because when you go confessing what God said, you'll have to forget some of those other things that's kind of been in the back of your mind. Well, it's not always God's will. When you go to quoting the Word of God, it'll convince you it is the will of God. Conditions the heart. Proverbs 4.20 says, Attend to my words. Well, let's read that. If you don't have it underlined in your Bible, you need to underline it. 
Verse 20, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for their life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, are the forces of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence. You take God's word, you speak it into the heart, it conditions the heart, It keeps the heart. It establishes the heart according to the word instead of according to what the 10 o'clock news says or all the bad things that they're telling you on television. It conditions the heart. Second Kings, the fourth chapter, you have a situation there where the Shunammite woman, she has heard the prophet of God prophesy that she would have a child and it happened just exactly like he said. But the child died. When he had grown up, he died. She put him on the prophet's bed and she said, Saddle me a donkey, I'm going to ride to the prophet of God. And they said to her, Well, why are you going? It's not the new moon nor the Sabbath. She said, All shall be well. All shall be well. And she rode to the prophet of God. When she got down there, then Elisha said, Here comes the Shunammite woman said, go run, ask her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? She said, all is well. And the child was dead. See, her heart had been conditioned. She heard the word of the prophet that God wants you to have a child. And the devil stole her child, but she wouldn't receive that. Her heart was conditioned. Her heart was established. That's what the word of God will do for you, folks. And I mean, she never would even tell him. See, she knew the child was dead, but she never would tell him the child's dead. She didn't even tell her husband. Now that's what happens when you get the answer before you. Now see, we get criticized sometimes because, well, you're just trying to live in a world of fantasy or something, you know. Play and make believe. Brother, I tell you, what are you going to say about this woman? She never would even tell him the problem. I mean, the Spirit of God had to reveal it to Elisha before he ever knew what it was. Then he went down there and raised the child from the dead. Why? Because this woman had the answer before her. She just didn't believe that everything that happened to her in life was the will of God. And I'll tell you, we need to understand that. The devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he'll kill you with anything he can with some disease, sickness, or an ingrowing toenail, but you don't have to receive those things. Get the Word of God before you. Get the promise of God into your spirit until all you can see is the answer. Boy, I mean, it'll change you from the inside out, and you will receive a miracle from God. Paul says, we having, now he's quoting an Old Testament scripture here, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now see, he's quoting Psalms 116 verse 10 where David said that. Paul says, we also believe and therefore speak. In other words, what you believe, you're going to speak. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now we're offering all this week CD offer number. 7315. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling for a total of $27. Faith and Confession is the title of it. It's important for you to know that faith comes by confessing the Word of God. If you don't understand that, 
you will always wonder, well, why in the world do people go around saying what God said in his word? Are you trying to act like God? No, I'm trying to act as God would act if he were in my situation. <laughs> when we confess the word of God, we're confirming the word is true in our hearts, and we're planting a seed in our heart. Paul said in Romans 10, the word is nigh, it is in your mouth and in your heart. You read a little further, he said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So here you see that you're born again by this very principle of faith. Faith is a law of change. If you're going to change anything, you've got to get the word of God in your heart. Faith and confession. Confession of the Word of God creates faith. Paul said it's nigh you. It's close to you as getting it in your mouth and speaking it into your heart. If you have lack, begin to confess abundance. I have given it as given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. There's abundance and no lack. My God has met my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You say what God said and you receive what God said into your heart, and you plant a seed, and it keeps the answer before you. So many times people pray the problem. No, if you confess the Word of God, you're confessing the answer. It keeps the answer before you instead of the problem. That's CD offer number 7315, three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.